the protector, the eights, believe you must be strong and powerful to assure protection and regard in a rough world. Consequently, protectors seek justice and are direct, strong, and action-oriented, but can also be overly impactful, excessive, and sometimes impulsive. The original innocent state of sensing the essential truth in everything and in each individual goes into the background in a world that they perceive as hard and unjust, where the powerful take advantage of others. They come to believe that they can assure protection and gain respect by becoming strong and powerful, by imposing your own personal truth, and by hiding vulnerability. Concurrently, they develop a big, lustful energy. Their attention naturally goes to injustices and to what needs control and assertiveness. Okay, so that's an overview of the eights. They're called the boss. The boss are the first of the gut triad, and they come out of the gate like a horse race. The gate comes open, and boom, here are your eights. So we are beginning the a uh, the the gut triad, and we're beginning it with a boom of an eight. All right, they're called the boss. They're called the boss for a reason. Um, again, this is not just like all the other types. This is not a decision that we make. We do not make a decision to do the world this way and to be this way. <clears throat> and everything that I'm going to tell you about the eights tonight, first of all, it's the beginning stage of eights, the people that have been around for a long time and have done a lot of interior work don't act this way necessarily, okay? So this is the beginning parts of an eight. After you've been working on yourself for about 20 years and been self-observant and all this kind of a thing, you don't act like this anymore. So you've got to understand this is the beginning state of the eights. the gut. That means, unlike the two, threes, and fours, that they do not go to their emotions to communicate or to find out what reality is. And they don't trust their emotions to tell them that. And like the five, six, and sevens, they don't go to their head to figure things out. They, they see a vulnerability. They see an injustice. A great energy arises. They, they're focused. Everything else is denied, and they go for it. And not a single thought happens. And that is instinctive. So that's the way they begin. All right, so these are the eights. Again, we're going to walk around the eights. We're going to go around, say good things about them, bad things about them, good things about them, bad things about them. We're walking around the eights. All right? Their worldview. The world is an unjust place. I, the eight, defend the innocent. This is their grid. They do not make a decision to see the world this way. They don't even know that they see the world this way. This is who they are. Their spiritual path is preoccupation with justice, which for them points to a search for truth. In their minds, if undivided truth prevailed, 
Control would be unnecessary. The eighth child perceived that truth was distorted and their innocence was betrayed. They were once innocent, they were once vulnerable, and they were without protection. So, the erroneous or adequate or appropriate conclusion they came to was that innocence was weak. The strong dominated the weak, and good things went to those who took control. They often confused their own subjective needs with objective truth. So in their minds, they just assume that what they need is true. They, don't, they never question that that might not be true. So for them, maintaining a personal power base can be confused with protective acts and it mimics serving objective truth. Their concerns. The eight is concerned with justice and the fair use of power. Eights avoid weaknesses. Eights control possessions and their personal space. They have easy access to energy and anger. And on some level, it is their beginning point is my way or the highway. Their intolerances of differences masks a fear of being disadvantaged. They are often larger than life. They set boundaries easily. And they're very sensitive to being controlled. And as I said before, sometimes they confuse their self-serving versions of the truth with objective justice. The softer emotions and dependency needs appear only when they feel safe. Their personality bias. We all enter the eighth perspective when we see truth with complete certainty and act accordingly. In eights, a force of power and fortitude wells up and it cannot be compromised. The, their emotions are swept away in the forward rush of action. Eights find ourselves in motion before we know what we will do. And we hear ourselves speaking before we know what we will say. That's how powerful it is. As eights, we were respected for strength in our childhood. Assertion was valued over compliance. It just seemed natural to stand up for truth to protect the innocent, to mobilize against authorities who took advantage of innocence. After all, if respect is earned through power, then it's only natural that you learn to control your feelings. So eights control and deny their feelings because you can't be vulnerable and invincible at the same time. So if they ever feel their feelings, they feel 
vulnerable. And you can't be vulnerable and invincible at the same time. You can't deal with tenderness or fear or regret when you're in the line of battle. The prime objective is to gain territory and get there first. And believing in the justice of your cause, you test the loyalty of your comrades, you protect your perimeter, you protect your supplies, and you protect your information. And if the war is protracted, you entrench in a small, secure area, you conserve your strength, and you wait to prepare to blast out at a moment's notice. And if the top dog approach works well, you can forget that you're making an impact on people. You simply forget to consult. You forget to inform. You forget to get consent. You are aware of only one thing, your need, and you'll use everything at your disposal to meet that need. You don't see that you have become overbearing. You don't see that you have become demanding. All you know is that you hate being deprived, that objections, objections sound stupid, that ob- obstacles are simply incidental. So the energy comes on when you think of being disadvantaged, and the energy brings speed, cleverness, and strength of will. And if this habit becomes automatic, your self-observation stops. You're the only one left on the field after the war is won. So eights grow by questioning their idea of justice, by hearing the other side of the story, and by learning to wait. Their focal issues, innocence, an open, undefended awareness that lies outside of the boundaries of personality. It's a definition of innocence. An open, undefended awareness that lies outside of the boundary of personality. So when children reach out for contact, they go openly towards what pleases them. They sense what they need, and they know how much they want of it, and when they've had enough. So this is what children do. They reach out for contact. They go openly towards what pleases them. They sense what they need. They know how much they need, and they know when they've had enough. And like all children, eights were once in this state of innocence. They were vulnerable to everything, and they had no means of control. And they quickly found it necessary to close down, to be savvy, to be aggressive, to be a good opponent, and to learn to oppose. The emotion of choice for eights is anger. It takes years for an eight to understand their impact to see what happens on the other side when people feel their anger. 
the effects on others can be devastating. The anger makes the eight feel better, but it can ruin partnerships. Eight feels defeated if they can't say out loud what they think. Once expressed, the anger dissipates, and they pick up friendships as though nothing has happened. Control. They have a belief system that says truth comes out in a fight. Who knew that that is what they believed? Oh my gosh. So if they want truth, the only way they can get it is to pick a fight. But that's their belief system. They are more interested in how people conduct themselves in a fight than in necessarily winning. Because after all, it's going to tell you something about them, which gives you more control, and it's going to, you're going to find out the truth. And so they want to know, when they are in a fight, is their opponent sneaky? Or do they withhold? Do they manipulate? Do they collapse? They need to know this information before they are willing to surrender. And if the world is an unjust place, after all, you have to be certain about what to expect before you let your guard down. After all, that's just common sense. And if you pass the test, then you may be their friend. Boundaries. Eights are very aware of aggressive ploys. Manipulation, passive aggression, withholding information seems to be just as aggressive as honest anger. So as far as they're concerned, manipulation and passive aggressiveness and withholding information is the same as anger for them. And they will meet covert hostility with direct confrontation. And most eights are distressed when they find out that they are perceived as physically dangerous. Excess. It's actually difficult to feel, period, even pleasure when the body is overstimulated. So when eights feel this incredible rush They are overstimulated, and at that point, they don't have any feelings, even feelings of pleasure. A numbing sensation occurs, coupled with overcharged desire. They are famous for their high threshold of pain and for not feeling the effects of a stimulant until they are under the table. Eights often say that they feel they feel in control during an excess attack, like driving too fast, eating too much, and making intense demands on others. And for them, part of the fun is seeing how far they can go without being affected. How much can you take without caving in? How long can you go without feeling the strain? So it follows that when you have energy to burn and you derive a sense of power from controlling your reactions, that you'll need a lot of a good thing before you can let the pleasure sink in. They are self-forgetting. After all, a boss hardly ever goes first. 
And interestingly enough, they are more likely to be reactive than proactive. They are far more likely to challenge a known position. They are more likely to refine an established procedure or to improve an existing idea. They lose priorities through excessive behavior and they express anger when they want to defend what they want. So, the gut triad of eight, nines, and ones. In the nine, the nine in this triad, they express anger. When nines replace their own priorities by merging with many points of view, they express their anger indirectly. The type ones replace priorities with the correct thing to do, and they recognize their anger only when they are convinced that they are right. And the eights, in the interest of survival, can suppress their softer feelings, which makes it difficult for them to recognize their anger and their needs. They find it easy to speak an opinion. They find it easy to offer protection and to stand up to injustice. But sometimes it's difficult for them to remember what really matters in relationships. Justice. The revenge motive has to do with evening the score so that eights don't feel abused or taken advantage of. For them, compromise can feel like weakness, like showing your throat to your enemies. Compromise feels like furthering abuse. Now, revenge has an active and a passive component. Eights take passive revenge by doctoring information or by simply withholding useful information from an adversary. It's not even necessary for the adversary to know that they are doing that. For them, revenge has been taken. The idea is to even the score. Now, if eights take active revenge, they will simply rationalize it as a form of justice. Security. For them, trust usually develops through toe-to-toe confrontation. And once trust is gained, eights relax. It is safe to go towards people who accept them and safe to develop their submissive side. They are accustomed to being loners. They are inwardly grateful when someone is attracted to them. So they are aggressive in giving and taking, and it makes it quite clear who is in control. They are overtly possessive and secretly sentimental. The actual sensation for them is pleasant, powerful, and cleansing. You know where you stand with an eight. Their mind is clear, and you feel trustful because everything has been said. So when they go towards the high side of the two, it manifests as going towards people in support rather than aggression. So when they use all of their power to support people, they have gone towards the high side of the two because twos are givers. But when they move to the low side of the twos, they simply manipulate the people through affection and strategic generosity 
So at that point, giving can be used to simply control another person. So if basic defenses fail, eights shift to the more withdrawn and private stance of the fives. When opposition fails to produce results, eights tend to move away. A closed door, very little communication, and a period of introspection. When the issue becomes manageable again, the eights will emerge, often without explanation. Like fives, eights at that point have no great desire to discuss the contents of their private thinking. Now, many eights say that they love the five position. They love the hours alone, often devoted to intellectual pursuits. And some eights could actually easily pass for fives simply because they do not fit the stereotype of an extroverted, gutsy boss. They look like contained intellectuals who prefer to be left alone. So the high side of fives produces self-awareness. Eights then observe themselves. They observe others. They look for hidden motives in themselves and meaning in their actions. In relationships. Episodes of strict control followed by disobedience are eights demonstration of power. First, they make the rules and then they break them. After all, that stimulates interest and no boredom. When affected by softer emotions, they simply can deny those feelings by withdrawing. And they claim boredom, or they begin a process of self-blame for past misdeeds. <clears throat> they rarely allow themselves to be hurt by others. If you hurt them emotionally, they will want to manipulate circumstances in order to get you back. Thoughts of revenge will forestall their feelings of vulnerability. So they don't feel the vulnerability. They simply start planning a means of revenge. Their fear of being controlled translates into control of territorial, control of schedules, personal objects, and physical space. Eights need control, and therefore, they are able to predict your intentions. Again, their main concern is autonomy and personal freedom. They hate feeling controlled. They're already encumbered by too many rules, by too many bureaucrats, and by too many brain-dead drivers on the road. Much of their seemingly dominant behavior is an effort to make sure that nobody dominates them. They fear that someone in power will seize the advantage, so they refuse to be denied and will not be coerced into obedience. They are convinced that dependency can make them powerless, and so, again, they deny their soft feelings. They can mistake tenderness for dependency. For them, compromise is weakness. Acceptance is equated with fear. So, the softer emotions become a real disadvantage if you believe that they open you up to manipulation and loss of control. They are extremely direct. 
you know what they want because they tell you. You know what they like because they invite you along. And happy eights bring the party with them. They are generous with time. They are generous with talk. They are generous with their energy. And they can definitely hang out for a long time. They are gut-based people. And unfortunately, they often act in their own interests without considering the consequences. They respond to their own needs. After all, doesn't everyone act from self-interest? People look out for their own interests, right? And you have to question eights bluntly because they seldom question their own motives. They're focused on personal goals and they may not be aware of your feelings. They can be inadvertently selfish simply because their habit of mind moves towards their own goals with little attention given to how people are reacting. And if you have a bored eight, you have trouble. And they will not submit to dull company. They won't be charmed into cooperation. And they won't be bribed to be good. Like type twos, but though they are sensitive to rejection. So, they can be an incredible support. They enjoy empowering people. They bring excitement to a relationship. They invite you into their life force. And they plug you into juice. They move you forward into contact and they are courageous. Determined, persistent, fair-minded, truthful, straightforward, unpretentious. What you see is what you get. They're negative signals. They defend their excessive behavior by denial and anger and often with a counter-accusation. Eights can take over through intimidation and intrusion. They can transgress boundaries when their misdirected sense of justice leads to violation of rights and property. Their blame turns inward when they see their own role in their difficulties. Mixed messages. Sometimes a type 8 can seem like two people. One, a tough persona that covers a soft heart. The 8-2 cross brace on the diagram, the 8 has a line that goes to the 2, indicates a conflict between going against people and wanting to move towards them at the same time. So the emotional give is protected by the domineering boss. causes problems. So in a relationship, they feel like they need to protect themselves from tender feelings. The intolerance for weakness supports an obsessive need to right wrongs, to protect loved ones, and to even the score. Inner signals. Like nines, eights' energy follows the principle of inertia. A body at rest tends to stay at rest, and a body in motion tends to stay in motion. 
and inertia for an eight is an all or nothing phenomenon. The switch is either on or it's off. Afraid of being disadvantaged, eights tend to act prematurely. They have no tolerance for ambiguity, mixed messages, vague feelings, or uneasiness. Their thoughts say, if I feel uneasy, then who is the responsible party? Their feelings say, why should I have to feel uncomfortable? This is unfair. Hear the justice thing? So they can become provocative in attempting to discover why they feel threatened. And for them, a fight immediately lessens the tension. After all, energy is discharged, discomfort vanishes, their mind can rest, and as far as they're concerned, it's all over. And then they find themselves having to face the consequences. Thoughts say, hmm, admit what you've done, take responsibility, continue the friendship. But the feelings say, uh-uh, I'm going to come on strong. This may escalate, but I'm not going to show my throat. So again, push-pull. For them, it is counterintuitive for them to consider that they might be simply making an assumption. It takes maturity for eights to reduce their impact and to question their assumptions when the mind begins to blame. Now, type sevens enjoy in order to avoid pain, but type eights celebrate because that is simply a part of a well-rounded, full life. So they're doing similar things, again, for different reasons. And... Eights need time alone. They can be confused with the counterphobic sixes. The aggression for the sixes comes from their heads, and they are an expression of anxiety and self-protectiveness. But the aggression in an eight comes from their gut, and it is directed against everything that eights perceive as hypocrisy and injustice. So again... When they fight, that's their way of making contact. It's called confrontational intimacy. And if you're on the other side of it, I hope you know what's going on. And because they enjoy struggles and conflict and confrontation, they think it's the same for others. They don't notice that their blows go below the belt and are hard to endure. And you can never win a dispute with an eight. When you bring out your big guns, they bring out bigger guns. The symbolic animal of the eight, the rhinoceros, rattlesnake, the tiger, and the bull. All these animals are aggressive, and they symbolize power and energy and vitality. The country of the eight is Spain, The colors are black and white. They want clarity. The Old Testament people who were eights, Samson, Saul, David. Again, I'm going to end with their wonderfulness. See, I'm being nice. 
They're capable of imparting a feeling of strength to others. They have a second sense of justice and truth. They can be the rock of reliability for others. They can develop a tremendous sense of responsibility and solicitude. The word of an eight can be trusted. And they have the gift of leading other people to their potential. Okay, that's our wonderful eights. And now, Susan, thank you for doing that.